You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Packs What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Packs What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And today we have, for what feels like the first time in a really long time, um, a special guest joining us for the show. We have Cassidy oh. Hill with us. Um, who works for the Green Bay Packers press? Is it the Press Gazette? Press Gazette, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Packers News is kind of all under the same umbrella. See, I tried to check your bio and it, you just put that you were a Bama native. So that wasn't very, <laughs> very helpful for me as far as giving you I'm the introduction sorry. that you so deserved. But yeah, I, I mean, we've been following your work. Like, the JS online and the Packers news, <laughs> but it's also press Gazette. It's yeah, it's, it's a little confusing. It's all under the USA today umbrella. So yeah, you can find Cassidy anywhere. Well, thank you. I like being called a special guest. That makes me feel special. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, you know, Perry and I, when we started the podcast, one of our goals of the show was to have as many female voices on as we could that either cover the Packers or opposing teams, just NFL voices. And when you came on with the Packers, you were one of the people that we immediately wanted to get on the show. And we're honestly, it's our fault for taking this long to, to bring you on yeah, the what's show. Up with that? I'm kidding. It's Perry's <laughs> fault. It's Perry's fault. <laughs> no, I'm so excited to join y'all. I've loved following both of what both of you have done. And especially with this podcast, um, so I'm excited to be here and to to be a part of it. So really appreciate what y'all are done, especially to kind of highlight the females and, and women here on the beat. So, I mean, yeah. Perry, do you want to do you want to kick us off? Since sure, it was, I uh... can kick us off. Yeah, no, we we love it. We love having you guys on. Um, I don't pay close enough attention to the rest of the league to know about you know how many female reporters each team has, but I do feel like Green Bay is just increasing as the years have mm -hmm. gone on so 
we love to see that. I love all of your, you know, photos on the sideline during training camp. And I feel like every year there's more and more women that are joining covering this team. So um, it's amazing. We're very happy to have you. Um, Before we dive into this week, this matchup, London, um, we would love to just like give you the floor so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more. Um, Just give us your background, how you made your way to Green Bay. How are you liking Green Bay? (laughs) Um, And... (laughs) Anything that you would love to share? I I feel like I just like showed up here one day. It happened so quickly. So um, as Maggie said in my Twitter bio, all she really got out of it was that I'm a Bama native. So I am from Alabama, born and raised. When you are born and raised in Alabama, you have no choice but to fall in love with football or you're bored. Um, And grew up there, went to University of Alabama. I was a disappointment to my entire family by going to Alabama because my entire family is Auburn fans and I don't, I still don't think my grandma has forgiven me. Um, (laughs) but you know, she'll eventually have to get over it. I will never forget. Like when I graduated and we're sitting outside like the Alabama Coliseum where they held graduation and I took a picture of her because I was like, grandma, look at what you're sitting on. And it was like this low wall and it said university of Alabama athletics. And she was like, you should notice the only part of my body that is touching this (laughs) because she was sitting on it. That's my grandma. Anyways, so went to Alabama, um, graduated with a degree in sports broadcasting, uh, which was which was really cool to be able to go there and major in sports broadcasting. And all of my classes had a sports track. Uh, opened up so many doors internship wise. Really, really grateful for for all I was able to do coming out of Alabama. Um, got to cover a national championship or two. I think it was like number. 13 or so. I, they all yeah, run yeah. together. <laughs> Championship probs. They all run together. Yeah. Um, and then moved right after college to Gainesville and spent about 10 years covering the Florida Gators, all of the different sports in central Florida, which are so many. And uh, towards the end of my time in Florida, covered the Jacksonville Jaguars through, you know, a one win season, getting Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer going to a bar in Columbus, tons of fun. Um, And about the middle of that season, saw a a job posting, was able to connect with an editor at the Journal Sentinel and knew I had wanted to make the full-time jump to the NFL. As much as I love college football as a fan, as a reporter, it's so much easier to do your job in the NFL. So I knew I wanted to make that jump and uh, saw the, the posting and talked to the editor. And I was like, I mean, if someone offers you a chance to turn down the Green Bay Packers, you don't turn it down. Like you, you, you jump at that as quickly as you can. So I think from the day I saw the posting till the day I moved into Green Bay was about four weeks. It wow. happened very quickly um, because my, my predecessor, Olivia Reiner, who, who did a great job and really kind of established a, a really good standard here in this job, she moved on to cover the flyers. So, she, you know, she got to move home. She couldn't say no to that. And so they were looking for somebody quick. So it, it came together, perfect timing. And my very first day was the day that Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID. So it was a really good introduction to the beat and to my job. And I will never forget my first day. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You have, you've covered some drama in the NFL in your short time. Apparently it follows me. I might be the problem. (laughs) It's like, am I the drama? I'm the drama. Isn't that a TikTok sound? I'm just like, am I the drama? It might just be me. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Has it been as big of a change as you thought it would be going from covering college football to the NFL? Um, well, at least in Green Bay, it's a lot colder. I can tell you that. <laughs> from Bama, especially, yeah. Especially, and from Florida. Yeah. I mean, I spent 10 years covering the Gators. That stadium's called the Swamp for a reason. It is just <laughs> a blanket of humidity at every game, even in November. Um, so it's, it's much different in that aspect. The The stuff I was always worried about were like, the little nuance rule changes, you know, some of the, some of the difference in like the two minute rules and the first down rule, like when the clock stops versus when it doesn't. And um, you know, what's a catch. <laughs> and, and, and so some of that stuff was the stuff I was worried about. I was very lucky that my first foray into the NFL was covering the Jaguars. Like, so I spent a year and a half covering the Jaguars too. And a lot of people in Florida, if you cover the Gators, you also cover the Jaguars. So like I was stepping into a press box where I already knew pretty much, I would say 75% of the people in there. So they kind of held my hand and walked me through it and, you know, taught me the difference between being cut and being waived and, you know, on your rookie deal versus a veteran. Like they kind of walked me through all that. So I, I was very lucky to have a lot of people who I'd worked with for 10 years already kind of introduced me to the little nuances that are different in the NFL. And I'm still learning some of them. I'm very, very lucky here as well. I'm currently sitting in office with Tom Silverstein. He's on the other side here <laughs> and I bug him all the time. I would be totally lost without him. He joked earlier that he's going to retire one day. And I was like, you're not allowed to do that. Like, <laughs> no, you're here as long as I'm here, bud. We're riding this out together. Um, so very lucky that I've had the people around me that I have to kind of make that transition a little easier because I mean, the, the sport is still the same. My job is still the same. Having locker room access is a little different, um, but I did enough Jaguar stuff with former Florida players that that wasn't totally new. Uh, but it's, it's just those little nuances that, you know, have been ingrained in your brain for so long about this is when the clock stops. This is when it starts. This is when they can review it. This is when they can't, this is, one foot down versus two foot down and that are different between college and the NFL that you just kind of have to remind yourself of. And when I see rookies do it as well, I'm like, okay, well, it's not just me, you know, like I'll see a, a guy like fall down and the rookie DB not touch him because in college he's all, he's automatically right. down. You don't have to touch him. And then he gets up and runs and the DB standing there. I, I, this is not just a random example. I've saw this happen. Mm -hmm. um, and the rookie DB standing there like, what the hell? Like he just, he was down. And, you know, so it's little things like that, that you just have to, train your brain to, to remember the new roles in the NFL. Is there a challenge going from like, obviously when you covered Bama, you were talking about all the championships. We know like the pedigree of Alabama sports, especially college football. And then you go to Jacksonville where it's a completely different type of rebuild. You talked about a one win season and then going back to, you know, in the NFL, the Packers who have tons of national champion or tons of championships and super bowls. And, you know, is it like, is one more enjoyable than the other? Is it a different challenge based on your expectations? Like, what's it like to go from a team where you didn't have expectations to now a team that mm. is potentially a Super Bowl contender for at least the years that you've been there? 
That's a very good question. Um, let me think on it for a second. <laughs> it, it's it's a little different, mostly with the fans and, and how you interact with the fans and the things that they want to know and the things that they care about, which and that's my job. My job is to connect the fans to the team and the players they love. And so interacting with fans and, and you know, wanting to hear what the fan base cares about is a huge part of it. And that is is the biggest difference in the culture is how the fan base reacts to things. Not so much the teams, the teams at the end of the day, all have the same goal. They usually go about it the same way. That's not going to change that much. Um, at Alabama, the culture was very much business-like. We're going to always win no matter what, we're always going to do it like this. And we're only going to wear two uniforms while we do it. And it was, it was very tradition based. And then I went to, which is a lot like Green Bay. So that's that's kind of cool to see that. Um, then I went to Florida where it was, we might win spectacularly or we might lose spectacularly, but it's going to be a ride the entire way. You know, there's shoes being thrown. There's just, it's a little, it was a little more, um, it was just a roller coaster ride, but it was fun for a lot of it, except the expectations at Florida were so ridiculously high and not always based in reality because <laughs> they had had a great run for, I mean, I mean, especially people my age, like in their late twenties and early thirties, they all, all they remembered was Danny Warfel and being coached by Steve Spurrier and then Tim Tebow. And then they almost had Cam Newton and, um, you know, championships in 20, 2006 and 2008 and basketball was winning in the middle of that as well. And so like they had a great run of about 15 years and then they think that that's all it should ever be. And so that kind of reminds me a little bit of Green Bay as well, but Green Bay fans and, and Florida fans are going to get on me for saying this. Green Bay fans are a little more reasonable <laughs> with what they're expecting. Um, Florida fans would always want the backup quarterback would always want, um, you know, a coach fired after two games. I wish I was exaggerating. And so it could be exhausting. Um, and because there was always like, well, there's there's something bad on the other side of this great win, you know. So let's just, even though the quarterback did great and he's a Heisman contender, let's bench him to see what the guy behind him can do. And so it was nice to kind of get to Green Bay where you've had um, embedded quarterbacks for 30 years and they're, and you have fans that see what can happen when you let a guy develop and he can become a four-time MVP if you just let him get there. And so I think that that'll be easier of a transition it is I know people freak out about like what's going to happen when we have to transition to Jordan Love one day but I think it'll be easier than at other places I've been because they can see they they have the history of seeing like what can happen when you let a guy come along and let him develop um Jacksonville fans didn't care they're all they <laughs> <laughs> and so they were like as long as we're getting better, I'll take it. That was actually a lot of fun to cover that team because the team, the, the guys obviously wanted to win, but like the fans were a lot of fun because they just, they were used to losing. <laughs> so if you lost, it wasn't a big deal. And if they won, it was a huge party. Um, and then getting Trevor Lawrence, who is probably, I would put in the top three of just most pure talented people I've ever seen throw a football. And, yeah. and so getting Kim was a lot of fun for them. That's such a cool fan base. They pulled together like when Trevor Lawrence got married and 
bought him a, a $400 toaster that was on his wedding registry and fans <laughs> got so really into it. <laughs> it was so cute. Well, the fans got really into it. They ended up raising like $20,000. And so they asked Trevor Lawrence, like, what is your favorite charity? And they donated the rest of the money to that. And so that was like his additional wedding gift in addition to the toaster. So that was the, the losing part of it wasn't necessarily difficult to like switch from as far as like a one win team to a, team that's won 13 Super Bowls, it's more the fan base mentality that's always a little bit different. But I have found that Green Bay fans are, for the most part, usually very reasonable. And I know there's always some fans and some people be like, really, they're reasonable? After 10 years of Florida fans, anything is reasonable. Um, <laughs> one is more reasonable than that. And so it's been a lot of fun to like interact with the fans and kind of figure out what what matters to them and what they like. And, and they really like getting to know their guys and remembering the traditions. And that's my favorite part of it as well. So I've enjoyed that. You hear that, Maggie? We're reasonable. <laughs> crazy. We knew we were reasonable. We, we knew weren't we a were. problem. Uh, Everybody yeah, else is crazy. It is interesting. Like there is such a mentality um, amongst, I think, Green Bay fans that like there is an expectation to win, but you're right. It isn't displaced by any means. It's, it's there because we see... Right what this team can do. We know who's under center. And because of that, like the sky's the limit essentially, mm-hmm. um, which for the last couple of years, you know, they, they've gotten so close and, and kind of missed the mark. So it's right. fair, I think to expect, well, what's left then? Like yeah. what's left is making it to another Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Right. That's a great point that like the expectations are reasonable and the disappointment is reasonable to get that close and to fall short with because of something that was totally in your control so that's a very good point yeah i think Reasonable that kind fan of base all around <laughs> i love that <laughs> look at that 2400 sports is an odyssey company